Hey, everybody. They said 2014 was the year of Taylor Swift. I disagree. I say 2014 was the year of fresher and parlance. Today we are celebrating 2015 with episode number 45. Woo, episode number 45. I am parlance. And I am fresher. And that was our brand new opening. I really liked it. Yeah. And song. New What's song. Help me work out that song. He played all those parts. He played all the parts? Yeah, he played all the parts. Oh, I didn't realize he played all the parts. Yeah, well, it's, it's an original Diddy. Well, the we liked it. Intro. We like it here. I like the new a- animation as well. Yeah, it's not, it's not down the whole process, really. It probably sounds crappy, but it'll be down. Finally, after a year. I also have a new microphone supporting a new mic. I don't know how it's going to sound. Didn't really test it out that much, so I have to see after this show. We are making improvements. Uh, as people say, hey, we need an intro. Hey, we need to hear fre- we need to hear what Fresher has to say because that parlance is really loud. So we're just <laughs> trying to we're trying to get these things ironed out in the new year, and frankly, give you a better product. Wouldn't you agree? Definitely. 2015. Whoa! 2015 is here. So you had That's a big crazy. celebration yesterday. How was your 20? How did you send off 2014? We, I was at karaoke at Seattle's Best, uh, singing some tunes, and uh, then it's right outside. It's like downtown, so you can see the Space Needle from there. So at midnight, we went out and like looked at the Space Needle with the fireworks and everything. It was pretty cool. I watched the fireworks. So every year, uh, my wife and I, we don't traditionally go out, and if we do, we go uh, on a trip. We did not go on a trip this year just because of the logistics of the uh, long weekend. Um, but we always watch uh, Anderson Cooper and um, Kathy Griffin on CNN. Oh, that's cool. What do they cover or whatever? Well, they cover. They're in New Year's. Uh, they're in New York City doing the whole countdown. Oh well, I mean, the, so you do it three hours earlier? Yes, we do it three hours earlier. Oh, that's cool. So it's and not. That, it's not yeah. really New Year's for you. Well, then we'll flip over to, like, at, at midnight here, we'll flip over and watch the fireworks on the Space Needle on, on uh, whatever channel's covering it. Oh, yeah. And I think KXP does the music for it. I thought that was kind of cool. I was not super enthused with the music this year. I didn't hear it at all, because, I don't know, we were just outside. You couldn't hear it. It was okay. The only one I really... There was two Beatles songs, which is okay, I guess, and then... There was uh, Iggy Pop's Lust for Life, which I feel like, I don't know, I guess it's all right. And then I can't remember the other songs, frankly. So um, it was okay. I could have done with different songs. I mean, it was the year of Taylor Swift, and there was not one Taylor Swift song being played. <laughs> what Jeez. makes it the... I hadn't heard the Taylor Swift thing, but... I, well, what, don't... Just because you're super popular or whatever? Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the whole deal. She's the real deal now, don't you know? She's like, I know the, biggest... she's like the most popular uh, artist or whatever. Yeah, she's definitely the most popular artist nowadays, and she, she had number, lots of hits, and she has a big hit now. And, um, you know, just proves that you don't need a great voice to make it big. You just need to have uh, drive and ambition. Drive and ambition. Yeah. What it takes and... days. Yeah, and I'm so like the old days where you just fall into it. Yeah, you just cronyism. Just who it's who you knew, not what you knew. Now it's <laughs> now it's uh, 
Now it's just if pure grit gets you to the top. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, we That's... have been off for uh, a couple weeks now. Um, I thought it was just last week that we missed. Well, I mean, we haven't been on in two weeks. Yeah, I just I think that we went through this whole same thing last time. It was a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, and in the in the in that process, we had Christmas. That did happen. And I, use, as we yeah. just talked about. Did you did you have any? Do you want to regale us? Do you have any Christmas stories you want to tell the audience that was that must be shared? Well, I had a great Christmas at my family's house, at my parents' house. And uh, everyone came over, and then we did, like, you know, presents for my niece and nephew. And uh, it was good times. Just chilled. Not too much excitement. Um, I, I, did, with no, I, rarely, I didn't really get any gifts this year. We didn't exchange gifts. Um, but I did get, my mom did send a little box of goodies, and she sent, just like last year, she saw the show here, and she sent me more of those smiley sponges. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so I got more smiley sponges, socks, you know, classic mom gifts. Um, and then I did have a... I had a dinner with a, with a friend. Um, and his, a Christmas friend dinner? Yes, and his mom is in town. Well, actually, she lives here permanently now. She was my 8th grade civics teacher. Oh, yeah? That's interesting. Did you see her as well? Yeah, she was there, of course. So I had, yeah, so I had dinner with a friend and my eighth grade civics teacher. I can go so as far as to say she is a friend now because I see her enough. So <laughs> it's, you're you're stepping it over the stepping crossing the line from yeah. your eighth grade teacher to your friends. Like, uh, how many years later? <laughs> it's a pretty long lead-in. Like, it took her. Like, I'm putting her there. She's in. She's in the friend area now. As long as she doesn't make me uh, try to recite the preamble, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> she doesn't put you in the corner? <laughs> so hey, what's the... up with, I mean, the dunce cap. I always see that in old cartoons. Did they actually do that? Uh, I don't... I think so. Why not? Like, that, the pointy hat thing? Like, do the, I don't know. That's crazy. Anyways, totally random. Uh, I, I think the dunce cap... Um, I don't know where it came from. I guess it would just be like embarrass the kid if they're bad or whatever, basically, right? It was formally used as an article of discipline. It's made of paper and marked with the D for the word dunce. <laughs> <laughs> I never had to do that because I was a good kid. <laughs> so, uh, didn't know this, but the, inv- the originator of the dunce cap is Duns Scotus. It's someone's name? Dun. D-U-N-S, Duns, which, by the way, interesting name. And his last name is Scotus, which is weird because um, that's the abbreviation for the Supreme Court of the United States. So his name was Duns Scotus. So here, start off your 2014. Yeah, that's a good tidbit. With a good, I would yeah. definitely put that on a trivia night if I had a trivia night. Oh, wait. Oh, hold up. It is, his name is Duns Scotus, which is the Duns, the Duns cap. But... His full name is John Dunn Scotus, and he comes. And but hold on, dude. He was. Do you know what year he was made? Guess. And he's from. He's Seventeen hundred. Or go back further. More. More. Fourteen hundred. What did you say? Fourteen. Yeah. More back. What? It's more than fourteen hundred. Uh, yeah. Ten. Hundred. <laughs> Hundred? Uh, no, it's twelve sixty six to thirteen oh eight. 
Wow, yeah. that's like super long ago. And they made them do stuff. I thought that they still just like beat kids and stuff at that time. That's pretty progressive to just make them wear a dumb hat. Well, to be fair, it wasn't originally intended to be like uh, you're stupid. The idea was back then that if you have a conical hat, when put on the head, stimulated the brain. Really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the change. Quite the yeah. change. Yeah. So, That's, um... It's crazy. So, we started this show about one year. I think last... Yeah, I think this is... We just we passed a year because we started just before Christmas last year. Right. So, this is, I would say, season two. Would you agree? Season I think two. so. And we've got some graphics now. I have new uh, episode covers... Yeah, I think we, we also proclaimed that season two sometime in the middle of last year, but that was that was fake. We were joshing. Well, we could call this uh, season 2.2. I know. I think this is just officially season two. Okay, so year two is season two. Let's make that I mean, this is basically Fresher and Parlance 2015. That is true. That is true. So well, we don't even need, like, a series number or whatever. Like, it's just 2015. That's so... Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's like I, I'm with you. Um, so last year at this time, we both gave our New Year's resolutions. Do you we remember? Did. I mean, mine was. I have the same one every year, and I think I went into detail. So why don't you remind? Because I think we have a, a bunch of new u- viewers and listeners. Um, I know because we're exploding. Yeah, we're definitely exploding. Even though, oh, by the way, if you wanted to talk to us live during the show. Get a shout out, whatnot. You can tweet us at at Fresh and Par on Twitter, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get back to you. But so yeah, my New Year's resolution every year is to be more of a doer. So instead of just thinking of stuff, because I always have lots of ideas, but then I I like don't execute on them always. So I just need to like instead of like thinking about stuff, do stuff, even okay. if it doesn't get finished or whatever. So what? Do you have a small list uh, to entice the listeners with what you did this year? I think I got a lot done. First off, probably my biggest accomplishment is just doing the show for a whole year. That's pretty impressive to me. <laughs> and uh, uh, but did a bunch of fixed up my house. I got a truck. That's that's a big doer thing. And um, 3D printing uh, the. Um, Embroidery machine stuff. Uh, I got some like cushion stuff done that I wanted to do for a long time. I don't know, like it's usually like rather than have like set goals, it's just in the moment something that I'm like, oh, I should do that, and then I'm like, I should really just do it because, you know, instead of being like, oh, I should do that sometime. You know well, I mean? to, that was a pretty horrible explanation, by the way. Well, to <laughs> all of the things you did, I'm going to give you the. Congratulations, especially on that first one, making it one year through. I know, um, right? Congratulations to you too, Parlance. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Double or whatever. (laughs) Um, So we fixed the website. Oh, yeah. You updated all of the things so it's up to date to now and stuff. So that's a thing. That's exciting to me because that website had sat there and had I known it was... As easy as it was, I would have done that in my sleep, but no. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll keep that more up to date. And uh, I'm excited. I mean, 
the intro video and the song and the new covers and some more graphics. I'm going to make the show graphic the same as the podcast graphic and uh, the new microphone. I hope that it sounds good. If it doesn't sound good, you can tweet us and let me know. But hey, yeah, don't forget the how that's don't forget up. the forthcoming potential podcast network to be named. Oh my gosh, I know. And we're in a full-on podcast war. I, yeah, we are in a full podcast war. But I don't want to get into that right now. And because first off, I was planning on listening. Their podcast dropped today, and I wanted it because I kind of said some harsh words over Twitter, and I wanted to see <laughs> if they said anything back. But words were said. Yeah, words were said. But I did want to go over because uh, I had a lot of questions about these things. So last year, if I remember correctly, my New Year's resolutions were see 100 bird species, unique and identified. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Read 12 books. I thought it was 42 books. Or no, that you wanted to do 48. You said 48. 48. I, yeah, I said 12, okay? And then do a one um, one full, like, session, like, one, like, card, like, punch hole, 10 session of yoga. Okay. Yes. So let's start backwards first. I didn't do any yoga. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But I will put it back on my 2015 year. Uh, push it along. Pushing it along, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then... Uh, 12 books read, that was my goal. I tried to keep a list of what I read this year, and I counted them uh, before the show. I did 30. 30 books. Uh, it's it's all right. I mean, it's not 48, but... That's true. That's true. I did 30 books, and I know for a fact I missed, I'm missing at least one or two that I didn't write in there, but I can't remember which ones they were. And... I know it doesn't count. That's why I'm not counting it. I and, uh, and also, I had a number of books where I was like 75% through that timed out on me because I get most of my books through the King County Library System and through digital books yeah. that time out because they have a, a limit that I didn't get to yeah. finish that I'm waiting for them to come cycle through because, you know, there's a wait list. So yeah. I'm not counting those either, but I will count them for my 2015 list because I'll finish them in 2015, even though I read most of them in 2014. Well, that's messed up. Well, what do you want me to do, dude? I'm not counting it here. I guess. I think those should be some sort of, like, crossover. You could re read them over, reread them. No. <laughs> okay, so then uh, I had a goal of 100 birds, and I went through my list, and I was actually quite shocked to see... I only saw 137 birds. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of birds. It is a lot of birds, but I didn't count any of the gulls or any of the like basic birds that are out there. Yeah. So like, I know for a fact I saw at least 170 birds. What? That's but, even more. But that's I didn't double. But here's the thing: I never took the time to identify all the different gulls and stuff that are out there. Yeah. So since I never identified them. They were not on the list. Only birds that were actually identified, either by myself or through someone with me or through a random stranger who was into birding who told me what that bird was. <laughs> so 137 birds, I beat it by 37 birds. So it's pretty good. I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped about that. I achieved two out of three, and as Meatloaf says I feel like your two the two that you did do are actually the harder ones too. The yoga one's like not that I mean, it's not that hard. 
I, I know, and I've spent probably at least a full day. Not, I'm sorry, not a full day. A full week out and about looking for birds. Really? Like, oh, not, cool, like total time. In terms of total time, easily, 24 times 7, easily. Easily. Yeah. So the yoga thing is like, what, one hour session? I said I was going to do like 10. That's only 10 hours. I That's not a big deal. So... Yeah. Um, so. I did anyway. I did a bunch of yoga, I think, the year before last. I did a whole Groupon's worth of hot yoga. It was, it's kind of intense. So I bought the card. I bought a Groupon right yeah. at the beginning of the year last year, and it expired. I never did, did you it. Did get your money back? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so. My 2015 New Year's resolutions are as follows, and I'm sure people are just dying to hear these. But, but in season three of Freshman Parlance, you will hear how I did, so stay tuned. Watch every week. Oh, you mean Freshman Parlance 2016? That's correct, 2016. <laughs> um, one, yoga, bringing it back. Is Punch that on your list? You should just try to knock that out of the way, you know, to well, the thing, you know, here's the thing, didn't do last year. It was on my list. Uh, first last year, and it's first on my list this year. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So this one. Now we're getting. We're gonna get pretty specific here. Twenty-four books now instead of twelve. I think. I don't know. I don't think but, that's enough. But hold on, with the caveat that at least ten of the books I read this year. Have yeah. to be nonfiction. Like, not a reference though. I mean, like, like a like a bio or a, oh, or yeah, like yeah. a business book or some sort of whatever. Yeah, you know. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I guess I think it should be higher. Well, look, I think <laughs> I'm gonna read. Here's my thing. I'm definitely gonna read more than 24, 24 books. I think. But here's the thing. I was at like 26 books in June, and I read like four books the last six half, six of the year, six months of the year. So I feel 24 books is a good number, two books a month, and I have to read at least one, almost one nonfiction book a month for the rest of the year. I think that's an aggressive goal. I don't care if you don't think it is. I think it is for me because I know what my limits are. You're going to like finish in like two months or something crazy. I'm definitely not going to finish in two months. Definitely not. Okay. So here's my next one, and this is a big one. Meditation. That's pretty good. I can get behind that. I wanted to do that more. I've only done it maybe like twice or something. So my, my new goal is to do... I don't know the ramping up, but initially 15 minutes of pure silent meditation a week. Yeah, I mean, I, just, would, I would do that too. I would try to do that. So I'm going to do some meditation. I've seen a lot of studies on this thing. I may have to buy a book. Might go toward my 10 nonfiction uh, a quota. Uh, oh, but, yeah, huh. I don't know. Like, I, It's probably just going to be a pamphlet, How to Meditate. I guess, maybe. I was looking into... Yeah, would you like to read a pamphlet on meditation? Here. <laughs> um... What's I want to make a show pamphlet. Pamphlets are cool. Have you ever seen the movie Airplane? And when she's like, would you like something to read? And he's like, oh, I'm looking for some light reading. Something small, you got anything small? She's like, 
would you like a pamphlet on uh, famous Jewish baseball players? And she like gives them this like small little like little like folder like little pamphlet. Yeah. Um. Anyway, all right. So here's this one's. I feel like these are like becoming more additive to what like my 2014 ones. I want to yeah. see 25 new birds. That would be pretty cool. Okay, so on top of the 100, it can't be duplicative of my 137. Yeah, I mean, that'll be more rough because, like... I've already cu- I've already knocked oh, out... Oh, but you could, you could count those goals that you didn't uh, identify. That's correct, but I have to identify them. Do you understand? So, like... Yeah, totally. But, with one caveat, and I have literally two months to do this, maybe less now, a sea of snowy owl. That would be cool. I want to see. I've only seen an owl once, and it was like at Green Lake. So owls are very difficult to see. I've ne- I've never really seen one in the wild. Um, but the snowy owl is even more rare, and they're only down here for like a couple months because they're normally way up in the north, and they fly south to get away from the cold for the winter. Where can you see them? So there's a few places that in Washington State you can see them, but you have to follow the bird reports, and then when you hear that they're there. They kind of usually stay there for the most of the year or whatever yeah. the, the months, but you have to find out, read the reports, find out where they are, and then go to essentially your bird chasing. You're trying to get to the place bird where that bird. Yeah. You need a drone, dude. You can chase those birds with drones. Speaking of drones, laws in 2015, it's now illegal to use drones for hunting in like six states. In hunt for people use them for hunting. Yeah, they would like send them up into the air and fly them all through the woods looking for deer and then run for it. Run that is a really deer. good idea. <laughs> yeah, they're now it's now illegal. Okay. And then the last one, which is all related, all related. I did five this year, but again, this one's like I need to be more organized about my lists. So like That's a good one. Right? Because I feel like I didn't I didn't take my book list that seriously. When I finished a book, I needed to write it down. And because of that I missed a couple books. Yeah. And I also want to have a a living, breathing document that stays with me for my whole life so that I can look back at my accomplishments and the things I've did, and uh, I need to do... I need, I need to be better at that. I know, that's cool. I usually just keep that stuff in my email, and then I can search it. I mean, not necessarily the book list, but I've been using Google Docs a lot, a lot for that team. It's all going to be Google Docs. Everything's going to be in Google Docs. And by the way, thank you, Google. We really appreciate your, uh, your donation. Yeah, until they're... Uh... Till their cloud goes down and we lose all of our information. Well, if the cloud goes down, we have a bigger problem. That. <laughs> that is yeah. true. Yeah. Um, those so, are pretty good, then. So, yeah, so those are my resolutions. I think they're somewhat challenging, somewhat those attainable. Those are pretty solid. I, did I the like one... the meditation one the best. Because, yeah, I saw a lot of those meditation, um, like, documents and whatever, just studies and stuff, and, like, it's totally supposed to be way good. Like, for your focus and just everything. Everything. Everything you hear. Uh, and, by the way, listeners, if you want to partake in any of our uh, New Year's resolutions, doing things, meditating, yoga, reading a book, tell us about the books you read. Maybe I could read that book. Tell me your yeah. meditation techniques. Let us know. I'd love to hear it. At Fresh and Par on Twitter. Let us know. And if you participate in some of our New Year's uh, resolutions, um, just let us know through the year how it's going, what's going on. As a matter of fact, maybe, maybe... If you complete your task, we'll bring you on as a special guest next year. Everyone would just have the resolution. I know, I know. Um, so this is the time of year where people like do a lot of lists, right? Wouldn't you agree? 
That's true. I was looking through a couple. I wanted to get together more like um, lists of things that happened this year because there's a whole like those are all over the place, and then like go over them myself. But just didn't have time. <laughs> so I I did put I put together a small list of the what I felt. And by the way, maybe you will recall off the top of your head. Um, yeah. If you didn't do this, I'm sorry. I'm throwing it upon you. But I mean, we have talked about this, but we spent so much time trying to. Fix the, the 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 intro and new intro. I know. That we, yeah, we got lots making yeah. it and yeah, I've spent most of my time on that instead of the thing, but um, it'll pay off in the end. It's all going it to be will, easy. We'll it, will, it will pay off at the end. So here are, I feel like five of the biggest news stories. Um, and again, this was a quick thing, like a quick, like not like. I didn't go through the archives. Yeah, but, but I would like this is the I was the articles that I was reading had some things that I forgot that were this year, but were pretty big. Such as, um, I forgot now. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> I, I was gonna make a list, but then I didn't. All right. Well, here here are the, the five stories that I felt were the biggest news stories of the year. Number one provided us with so much content for pretty much I don't know six weeks during the summer, maybe even more. The Ebola scare. The Ebola thing was pretty big. That was pretty exciting, I think. Exciting? Yeah, exciting, scary, whatever you want to call it. it was I mean, we crazy. did have a whole segment, World War E, that you made a graphic for, which was pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was so big. How big was it? It was so big, Peter made a show graphic. Um, <laughs> so the... Other news story, which I don't actually, these should, they're, they're not ranked in kind of like order, but they're like, but just, I have them here. But this one I felt was pretty shocking. Robin Williams killing himself. Yeah, I know. That was pretty big news. I still think it's weird that uh, he has like four movies coming out. Like, I think two of them haven't even come out yet. Like, um, the, uh, the one in the museum or whatever, Night at the Museum, that's just yeah. out now. It's kind of weird that he's like totally in that, and it got it was a finished movie, but it's just releasing after he died. Yeah, it's he was a prolific actor. He was always working. But what we learned here, fresher, is that you could be a great jolly guy, but on the inside it hurts. It hurts. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, I, it is sad. It's a terrible story. Um, uh, he he didn't like impact me as much. I I never was like a Robin Williams enthusiast, but he did. It's hard not to say that he didn't have an impact on my life, only because there were so many movies that he was involved in, and I mean, for Aladdin alone, I mean, his singing and you know, just like his voice work and that was really yeah. impactful for me. So, um, how could we not uh, mention that as one of the big news stories of the year? That's true. So this one, I think, might be your top news story of the year. Um, MH370? Yes. MH370. I know, that's it's still a lost situation. But that last one that uh, crashed recently, I mean, there's been a lot of, like, Malaysian air, like, just stuff around there that's been crashing. It's like the new Bermuda Triangle, basically. Well, here's the thing on, on the, the Malaysian air thing, because I was watching the news today, yeah, and I, it was NBC News, and it was like, they, you know how NBC News with Brian Williams? Uh, I know of it, I guess. Oh my gosh! All right, 
I've right. never watched it. Ryan Williams is the host of, of Nightly News. That's the NBC Evening News. Yeah. And anyway, there's like, you know, Lester Holt. Then there's like Savannah Guthrie, uh, Melissa Harris Perry. I forget. There's probably like six people that are in line after Brian Williams that do replacement. Yeah. I was watching it today, and it was it had to be like the eighth stringer. Really? Yeah. Like was some it just girl. They were not good. It, well, it wasn't that she was good. I was like, I don't know who this person is. She did perfectly fine, which proves to me that anyone could read the news, right? It's just like. <laughs> yeah. But the um, but they had this one story where it was like, and boy, this this Air Asia crash is eerily similar to the MH370 crash. And I'm like thinking to myself, um, they're not remotely similar. The, the only way that they're... No, they're not, because it, the, the, they found it in like a week. I know, but the whole... The circumstance for when it crashed was similar. No, it's not. The transponder was... They didn't. No, the transponder was never... apparent. And then they went over this whole thing. I completely forgot. The transponder was shut off. The plane just disappeared off radar. Like, there's so many things that could have happened. Yeah, that's true. They're they pushing for the new uh, satellite link black boxes, so then all of the flights are more readily tracked in all situations. They, which I think it's dumb they didn't already do. <laughs> they never found a piece of cardboard. They never found a flotation device. They never found a piece of a plane. They never found anything on this plane. I know, and, and then this other one, like, it's kind of messed up. There's just bodies floating over to the, like, land already and stuff. It's been, like, a couple days. Well, did you hear, um, so they hadn't announced that they had found, they hadn't, like, did a formal press conference that, hey, we found the plane, la, 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 la. And then it was mostly Indonesians on the plane, and the Indonesian yeah. news channels started airing the footage of the dead bodies floating in the in the water. Yeah, I know, that's crazy. While the family members have not even heard about what was happening, and they just see these dead bodies floating in the water, that must have been tragic. I know, yeah, I heard that, the, and they, they were blaming, like, the new, like, News is so quick now that we didn't have time to like respond or whatever. Well, then they they apologized. They said, "Oh, we're sorry. We didn't mean to offend you, but it was like too late at that point." Yeah. Um. But then, so this is the next news story. Uh, computer security, and this is like just uh, overall. It's not like one thing, but like you know, the fappening happened, and then the Sony hack. Also, um. This year was, I think, all the Target stuff and Home Depot and basically just the way that credit cards are processed at stores and the information stored is, like, not safe. It's, like, inherently not safe because we just use regular credit card numbers instead of the credit card chip things. So my Bank of America card got delivered today or yesterday, I should oh, yeah? say. has a chip in it. That's cool. Yeah, they, they're pushing to have chips on everything by law, like, really soon. But, um... I have to figure out what's going on with that. But anyway, yeah. But, so, and also, uh, with similar to that is the whole Apple Pay thing. Apple Pay. The year I don't big. know if that counts as big for this year. I mean, it's kind of dumb that just because Apple did it, it made it big. And I feel like it's still not even that big. But, I mean, it was already around, like, for way long. Right. The year the Bitcoin whole. crashed 65%. Mount Gox got, what was it, 80, 80 million? How much money was in there? A lot of money was in there. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean it was like what most people had. Oh, speaking of Bitcoin though, I thought it's cool. I was reading that New York 
city might accept bitcoins to pay parking tickets. That's cool. They're talking about doing that because they're going to make paying tickets like easier online or something because right now I guess it's a hassle. I've never paid a parking ticket in New York City, so. <laughs> I've never paid a parking ticket. I never had a car in New York City, so I have no I idea. Know, right? Yeah. But um, is any government entity accepting bitcoins for something seems like a pretty big step for them. I should have made this a. I should have made my news stories the plane, the plane, boss. Because I, the next story I wanted the Ukraine plane being shot down. Yeah. It was, it was just a bad year for Malaysian Air. It totally was. Uh, that's I mean, shocking. I feel to like me. this year I've heard more about plane incidents than any other year. I don't it's, know if it's just like more happened or if it's like I just heard about it more. Well, the the thing is is that normally these planes crash and then that's it. But yeah. with but because the MH370 happened like I don't know February it was it was at the start of the year and it dragged on and on and on I just think it made all the other plane stuff happen for the rest of the year like just I think it put more of a focus on it maybe because I'm not sure there was any less air problems air traffic you know what I'm saying oh, yeah um but I um it's so funny I'm reading this book uh. Reindy, which actually expires right now, probably as I'm seeing this, <laughs> I'm like almost done with it. But you remember they were saying, oh, it's possible this plane could have like mimicked, you remember MH370, possible this plane could have mimicked uh, the flight path by flying underneath another plane? But I mean, like, why though? To hide themselves on radar? Huh. So you, because it, it, you would be underneath it, so it would, it would look like one thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the other plane would notice. I guess if it's, but if it's lower than you and a little back, it looks the same. But I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. No, I mean the other plane would. It, that seems really complicated. It does seem complicated, but it's so funny because people were throwing that around as a way of how MH370 escaped. And I'm reading this book, and this book was written three years ago, and that was yeah. one of the, that was one of the ways that this small private jet got uh, was able to deviate from flight plans. Uh. I remember that happened with the 9-11 thing with the Twin Towers having the plane crash into it. That was in some video game, like, before it happened, and they, like, took it out. I don't think it was Grand Theft Auto, but it was something like that. Wasn't it Flight Simulator? I think it was in Flight Simulator. Really? You could I fly... It was, or it was a mission. Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe. Maybe. But I thought, yeah... I mean, all the great ideas, all the great terrorist ideas are already taken. It's just, you're just, you know, it's already been done. I know. Seems so, did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've seen that in Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. I was looking at YouTube videos of GTA 5, and they just have, like, the um, the craziest deaths, and it's just, like, guys getting stuck and, like, jumping in a wind car window, and then they're just, like, dragging the people around. And it's, it's weird that you can have, like, worse deaths in a video game. Like, I don't know. And it's just I know. videos. I know, I know. It's, it's, um, I, so I've been playing Grand Theft Auto V a little bit, and the way you die in those video games are ridiculous. <laughs> I know the Xbox One one, the graphics are crazy. It's pretty good. I, I recommend it. Um, hit me up on, uh, on the X-Bone as you say, X-Bone, Parlance. If you're looking to play with me, hit me up, Parlance. Tuesday nights, usually when I play. Pizzy R-Lance. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff stopped by to say hi. He's, he's here, hanging out. Hey, look at Jeff. Look at how lovely he looks today. <laughs> he's just chilling. He looks uh, very relaxed. 
He's pretty, you know, he's just hanging out on my lap. I don't know if you can hear the purring. I was worried that might be loud. Nope, can't hear it. The new mic is purr-proof. <laughs> purr-proof. I know, I hope it's not all extra quiet. I mean... It's re- it sounds really good. The new mic is sounding good. Um, I hope so. But... So, uh, I... I th- what, so, Colbert's done. That he... I know, yeah. That was, I think that's pretty big. And then I really want to see what his new show's like, but... I mean, I think he was super iconic. He did so much, like it's cool as portraits in the the portrait museum. He has the like the uh, thing in the space station named after him. Uh, that country, I think, named like some bridge after him. There's just so much stuff he pushed for that like is branded Stephen Colbert. And then I was wondering how it was going to go when the show was over, but yeah, it was. It's sad that it's over, but I really want to see his new show. Yeah, it's it's the end of one of the greatest characters on television. I know, right? But don't worry, folks. You have Parlance and Fresher. Yeah, we're, we're filling it in. We went over yeah. this before, too. <laughs> yeah. We will fill the hole, your Colbert hole, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fill the Colbert hole. <laughs> uh, what about Uber? I see you have this I on. I know, the list yeah. Of... Like, this year is totally the rise of Uber. Like, it was around before, but, like, this year, it's really taking off. Like, and it's totally, it's changed my life. I use Uber all the time, and it's way convenient, and it's way cheaper than a taxi. And the drivers are always way nicer. It's, like, a pretty awesome service. I'm excited for when, I mean, I don't mind the drivers or anything, but when that would basically could be automated, like, uh, just self-driving cars, that they could have just be in a network to be the most convenient to be able to get anywhere within, like, a minute or something? That would be cool. Do you know that... Take a guess. Do you know what the valuation of Uber is? It was, like, super huge. 40 know, like a billion. billion. 40 billion. 40 billion. Yeah, makes, that's it makes, it makes no sense, but whatever. All of those billion things... I mean, it's just like, oh, you were saying that you were uh, almost finished um, the that show... Yeah, Silicon Valley. I'm on the Silicon last Valley. episode. Yeah. yeah, I love like uh, I love that the farmer guy's like, ah, damn billionaires. <laughs> it's totally true. There's just like billionaires down there, and that's such an like insane amount of money that like it doesn't. You could just do whatever. It doesn't doesn't really matter at that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that show is very funny, and this is an excellent segue, my friend, because I took it upon myself because I did this last year. I'm going to do it this year. Although last year was slightly different. I did the best new shows for 2013. Yeah. This year, I'm just I've compiled a list of my favorite shows of 2014. Did not have to premiere in 2014. Yeah. I mean, I have some. I have new favorite shows this year also. Okay. Do you have? Them, know. Do you know? Do you, so I'm going to start with my. Do you have some? I have TV dramas. I'm going to start with dramas. You want to? You want to hear them? Yeah, I would love to hear your dramas. And then, I mean, not my baby mama dramas, just my dramas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, so I have, uh, five dramas that, um, were my favorite shows of this year, and this was a tough one, but, uh, so I begrudgingly put this on the list, but I put it on there because it was still pretty good, even though I didn't feel like this season was as good as previous seasons, Game of Thrones. (laughs) I like that you go up. Game of Thrones, the, the lead-in. Game yeah, that's, of Thrones. I think that's still my favorite show on. I mean, it's it's pretty good. So then, this show, first year happened. It was this, this was its first season. 
It was very good. I don't have much hope for the second season because it will be a different cast. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this, this particular season was quite good. And, of course, I'm referring to the HBO show True Detective. True Matt- Detective! Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson were very, very, very good. And they won't be in the next season, so... Thumbs down. They have to That's prove it again. They have to prove it again. That's the thing about this show. So this was the concept from the get-go. It's going to be like one of those crime shows where you follow a new story all the time, every season. Yeah. But the, the thing was is that these characters and acting and the acting was just so good, very hard to recreate magic like that. So good luck, guys. I have my fingers crossed, but I'm not holding my breath, as they say. Um, so this one is uh, the next show on my list for drama is a AMC original. It's a post-apocalyptic zombie show. Of course, you know what I'm referring to. It is... I believe that I do. The Walking Dead. This season was pretty good. I actually haven't finished... I have one episode left. I have the last episode left of this last season, and I haven't watched it yet, but it was spoiled for me, so I know what's going to happen because of oh stupid... Gosh. Yeah, just stupid interwebs ruining stupid <laughs> shit. You just got to turn off the internet. Yeah, you know, just turn. Look, I just need Kardashian to break it again. That way, <laughs> I tried to get into The Walking Dead, but it was too suspenseful. I couldn't do it. It had you running to shut it off, is what you're it saying. Totally in. Like the, yeah. the first episode, I, I think I watched like one and a half episodes, and it took like three sittings. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because I had to be like, oh, I, I got to go. I can't. I can't <laughs> handle this. <laughs> I think. Um, it, I believe this is my wife's favorite show. As well, and she's not make a lot of comments like "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh," or like whatever. Neither her or I, and apparently you, are really much into the horror jump scare kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not. Um, and but we get by on this one because there's enough enough around it that it's not, and it's not like that tacky, like jump at you kind of kind of stuff. The zombies are slow. Yeah, and menacing. Um, so that's my three. And then number four, I just finished this current season last night on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And it, this season was very, very good. Back to form, a Showtime original dealing with CIA and counterterrorism, Homeland. Homeland. Season four. Season four, dude. Very good show. Spoiler alert! Police, you know, government shows or whatever. Dude, this one is very good. This one's very good. I I really recommend watching this show. Did Did you watch The Wire? I saw the first three seasons of The Wire. Yeah, I've never seen that either. This show is different than The Wire. The Wire is about police. This is about CIA, and it's about similar. Sort of. It's not quite the same. It's not the same. The, the bad guys in The Wire, it's in, first off, it takes place in Baltimore. This current season of Homeland takes place in Pakistan. Right there, huge difference. <laughs> it's pretty different. Baltimore versus Pakistan. <laughs> Although, arguably, Baltimore is not great, but it's no Pakistan. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's police, drugs, you know, stuff like that. It has sort of like a 
carousel of characters, different people in the different seasons and stuff with like a couple. A character cell? What was that? A character cell? Yeah, a, car- a car- carousel. Yeah, I can't forget it. Character <laughs> cell, fine. Uh, if you have a good idea of combining character and carousel into one word, please tweet us at Fresh and Par. We will be sure to mention it. I think it character in- cell is not bad, but I still want the tweets. Yeah, I still want the tweets as I well. I want the tweets. Have we had any tweets? Do you know? I've been watching and no, sadly. I think, I think our number one fan is actually working tonight, so it's very hard. To... But I'm pretty sure that when other people are watching this show or listening to it, there will be plenty of tweets there to go look at and then tweet back about. Okay, so yes, please, in the future when you watch the show, tweet at us. I did get an email this week, by the way. Ooh. about well, we last... haven't gotten many emails. I got an email last week. So it was specifically about my Gamergate um, rant. Oh, my gosh. And it was a very thoughtful uh, email. It was from a listener, Leonard Chikarison, also uh, host of the uh, product, uh, not product, long, uh, long Box Heroes. Um, yeah. And he, he had a bunch of questions, and he brought up some interesting points regarding... Uh, uh, gender biases in comic books, since that is his thing, um, and how what things are happening and how it's difficult to win on any side of the argument when you have to deal with this stuff because there's yeah. always people sensitive. And I thought uh, it was great. It was a good conversation, and uh, we appreciate that. So if you want to email us, you could email us at... If you want to email me, parlance at fresherandparlance.com or fresher at fresherandparlance.com. Yeah. Also, or just- blanket the show at freshroomparlance.com. That's true. We that set up true. several emails. So anyway, I'm going to... I'm putting... It's fresh on my mind. Homeland Man, very good. Everybody out there needs to watch this show. Is that it's, good? It's like a blanket... Like, you think this just should be, like, standard? You should bring it to schools? Have kids watch it? No, it's way too... It's way too violent for that. But the... But True Detective is also quite excellent, so it's hard for me to separate those two, but I think Homeland, this particular season, it was as good as the first season. So anyway, um, and the first season was phenomenal. Okay, the, the last one that I have for P- best TV dramas, and yeah. this, one, this one is very good. I still actually have to finish. I have a couple episodes I need to finish to finish this season, but it's uh, Hannibal, which is based off of... Um, oh, yeah, know, yeah. I heard a lot about that. That's been over for a while, though, right? So it it runs in the spring, spring summer. Yeah. So yeah, it's been it's it only has like I think like twelve episodes or eight episodes, and they only run it for it starts like maybe April or May or June, and it runs for two months, and then it's over with. So like, but that show is very 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 good. It is so slick and stylized That's and cool. compelling. It's very good. You may not like it because it's kind of gruesome a little bit, but it's definitely worth it. So any any dramas you want to agree with or disagree with on my list or I, add I like, to? I like uh, Game of Thrones. I don't get into too many dramas. I mean, okay. I just thought my shows that I was thinking to mention, not in any specific genre order. I've been pretty into Key and Peele recently. I just caught up and watched all of their episodes. I had seen some clips online like during the year, but they're pretty good. I like their their style because it's kind of like skit humor, and but it, it's kind of serious and it's like way overproduced. Like all their skits are like mini movies, so that's pretty cool. I like them a lot. 
and uh, Archer. It's coming back next week. Pretty excited for that. Oh, uh, it, this, it is this coming back. Archer Vice, which was also super good. It's one of my favorite shows. Okay, I haven't watched Archer in quite some time, um, and I need to catch up, and I'm wondering if all the episodes are on Netflix to catch up. I, I'm not sure. I know that they had all the other seasons. I don't know if Archer Vice is on there yet. All right, I'll check it out, because I love Archer. I'm behind on it, and I need to catch up. It's super good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to quickly blow through it, but I feel like we spent a lot of time on this, so I, but that's okay. I think maybe this is pretty compelling. And then we do have a new segment that I want. we should definitely talk about. Um, so the, the new... I had uh, my favorite comedies were New Girl, yeah. The Middle, Silicon Valley. Yeah, Silicon new, Valley was pretty good. Marry Me. I wasn't that into Marry Me. I'm into Mary Beats. It just started this season. It's from the makers of another show that I really liked a lot. Um, the creator, but I should say, of. Isn't it a... So that's, to be sure, that's the one where the main character is uh, um, the girl from Arrested Development. No. No? No. Are you sure? I don't, I'm 100% certain. The one... Uh, is Kitty. No. Huh. It's I mean, starring it's starring Casey Wilson. Maybe it's the maybe I'm thinking of like just married or something. I don't know something having to do with married. No, she was on the sh- maybe that might have been just married. This one's Marry Me. It's oh. she was on Happy Endings, and as a matter of fact, it's from the same show, the creator as Happy Endings, and I really like that show a lot. Um, but this show is very good. Really, really recommend it. Oh, is it has a uh, the guy from um. The guy from the state. I like that guy. What's, what's, what guy from, what's the guy from the state? He's Louie. Ken Marino? Yeah, Ken Marino. Yeah, he's cool. So, um... Out. So anyway, yeah, he he's very good. This, this show's good. You should definitely check it out. Um, and then... My uh, two sci-fi shows that I put down here were the Doctor Who... Had one very good episode this season. Two okay episodes. The rest were average, but I still like it. And then Helix, which I thought was very good. It's coming back, actually, probably this week. Um, I was thinking about trying to like watch all the Doctor Whos, even though that's a huge undertaking. I that is maybe... a massive undertaking. Um, but I, I only have sporadically watched the old, Doctors, the old Doctor Who, but I've watched every single episode of the, like, the, the relaunch of it. When um, officially was the relaunch? Maybe 2005, maybe? 2006? Hmm. Why? Let's Good. see. 2005. I was right, 2005. But then it was like, it went, it went on for many, 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 many years, though. Like, way back, like, you know, in the 60s and 70s and stuff, so... Um, but yeah, the, the, it's not that huge an undertaking if you start with the new ones. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a bigger undertaking if you start going back to the 70s. I know. Yeah, I heard it's, like, basically endless. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, And then I did put down some uh, shows that I need to watch that I haven't been watching. Uh, Fargo, supposed to be very good. Gotham, just watch two episodes. Yeah, I see all the ads for Gotham. It looks cool, but I don't know. Yep. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't watched it. The Americans, I've watched a couple episodes of season one, but I hear very good things about it. I haven't watched it. 
Um, yeah. And Arrow, I'm still watching. I'm plugging through. I actually like Arrow a lot. And Flash um, is actually quite good as well. Um, ooh, I forgot. On the sci-fi show, I have to put Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That show's very good. Oh, yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, that show's very good. I heard that that was good, too. And Agent Carter premieres this week. Cool. Which is another... That's that's a Marvel show. So it's going to be in the world of Marvel. So same universe. Nice. So anyway, this is going to be... So we both did not watch the movie Giant Spider. I know, We're going to take the last, like, 10, 15 minutes. I think it's Big Ass Spider, technically. Big big Ass Spider. Yeah. Um, but we we haven't formally talked about this as much as we should have talked about it, but I think our goal here is maybe not to essentially do a review roulette every time. Maybe sometime, Most of the time we will, but sometimes we won't because we can't get to it. So we'll have another feature, which I, we haven't named yet, where we pick a topic and we debate said topic. Maybe sometimes we'll bring on a guest. But in this case, there is no guest. And what are we going to call this? Do we know what we're going to call this segment yet? Uh, I don't know. What's... I don't know. The Master Debaters? <laughs> Fap time with the Master Debaters. <laughs> Fap time presents Master no, Debaters. Time. <laughs> sure. Um, so... Well, well it's, it's an undecided. We can figure this out when we have a graphic. Yeah, graphic seals it. Graphic seals it. Um, but I do kind of like... I am leaning toward Fap time presents Master Debaters. <laughs> yeah. Um... This is a topic that we got pretty heated on this week, and yeah. I think we're probably just going to rehash all of the stuff we talked about, um, but that's okay, because I think it's so good. But let's, 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 talk about, let's talk what starts this. I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off, and then you could, you, could, you could bring it in, and then we could talk about which side of the argument we're on. Uh, okay, I guess. So while we were eating lunch this week... Yeah. In a business building, an establishment, <laughs> yeah. there was some piano in the background. And I said, ooh, isn't that pleasant to have some piano in the background? To which yeah. you responded, uh, you're not going to fill that in? I thought that's I mean, where I think it was a, it's a player piano. And I said, player piano? Uh, that makes it less cool. I'd rather have a real person playing the piano because it expresses feeling and emotion, and every performance is different. To which yeah. you res- to which you respond. Well, you didn't say all that stuff. You just said the feeling part. Yeah, go ahead. The variance was later. That you threw that tidbit. But anyway, go ahead. And you said. I mean, it's like, what's the difference? I mean, even if it's a recording of the person, but it's playing the piano. I don't see why you can't have, like, it can't still be nice. Or my point, by the way, you never used the word it can't still be nice. What you said. Yeah, I didn't was, say that. You said it it's doesn't matter said, whether. He said, she said. Yeah. He's <laughs> I sent you an article. Did you read it? I didn't actually have a chance to read it, and I apologize. I will read it, and it would have been good. That totally, like, basically proved my point, and it's from ah. the 80s. Well, that's my point. It's from the 80s. What happened in the 80s stays in the 80s. I mean, no. the guy made the AI that could create its own music in the style of any famous artist that was indistinguishable, and people would listen to it like like music professionals and say, like, I was so moved by that. But oh, then wait. when you told them that it was a computer, they had changed their mind because they, they're like, I just, you know, I can't, I can't imagine that something 
without emotion created this, and like I can't relate if there wasn't an emotion involved in the creation of this. Now, That's basically what they were saying. Well, hold up. You've gone way too far ahead. <laughs> but yes, here's where it starts. The argument starts with Fresher over on that side of the argument saying, it doesn't matter. As long as the computer knows how to play the instrument perfectly, who cares about emotion? You could program emotion in. And I say, but that does that discounts all of the time and feeling and and experience that a piano player has to learn to play the piano or a violin. Well, it doesn't any... discount it. I'm just saying that a computer could do it too. Yeah, but you're saying a computer could do it equally as well. Yeah, it can. Yeah, and I say I say it cannot. I know, but like, well, that means that there's some sort of magic thing about people that make them be able to do it. Yeah, that is what's the magic thing. It's an undefinable magic thing about people. That's my argument. Well, but it's not real if it's like. I mean, you should be able to define it. <laughs> I mean, no, and then if you can, the only reason you can't do it is because you can't define it. Well, first off, you're implying that. First off, you're implying that a performance by a computer. Yeah. Which is fine. And by the way, I have no problem with computer performances. I'm just taking this side of the argument for not for argument's sake, but I'm not like firmly established. I don't like 100% agree with my side, but I do feel yeah. that there are certain intangibles that cannot be brought into a computer system. I mean, regarding, but... yeah, regarding instrumentation and playing that instrument. I mean, I don't like. I don't see why. I mean, it's just playing an instrument is something that's technical that you can do. Like, the main part that would be arguable would be that a computer could be creative. Because the, the actual instrument is, that like, there's nothing special about playing the instrument. Like, I mean, it's difficult and takes a lot of skill and it's something that you, like, have to learn to get good at. Well, but wait. It would be the creativity that would be something that would be arguable that a computer couldn't do. Um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to remember this guy's name that I... I met a composer once, like a famous composer. Yeah. And I was, I was a PA on a documentary, okay? Yeah. And there was this... I don't know, do you remember this, like, um, whiz kid violinist? She was, like... 10 or 11. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. She I mean, was... I don't know the specific one, but I know of that happening, I guess. Right, there was one specific one that was, like, super famous, was playing Carnegie Hall and doing all sorts of things, and she was, yeah, like, totally. considered a child prodigy. I was a PA on this shoot where this famous composer essentially... This little Asian girl, she was probably 13, 14, maybe 15 at the time, you know, had already yeah. been playing for some time. She was, no, she was no longer like an undiscovered child prodigy, um, but she was now just like a more established... Um, Piano player or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. And this guy, she was performing, just playing over and over again, and he was yeah. like intently watching her, okay? Yeah. And he would stop and just blow her up, okay? Like he was just like totally uh, critiquing her and stuff? Yes, to the point this girl looked like close to tears. Yeah. Um, and 
he's like, I know. I know you could play the notes. First yeah. off, this guy was a jackass. Okay, just to be fair, this guy was a total freaking <laughs> jackass. Yeah. And, and he was like almost unduly harsh. And I'm not nuanced, okay? It's kind yeah, of like, yeah. and I almost feel like it's like wine tasting. Like, I would say 70 to 80% of people who listen to music, it's when they make comments on it, it's bullshit. Just like, yeah, just like, like yeah. this and that. But I truly believe this guy knew what he was talking about. Yeah. And he kept hammering on her and hammering on her and hammering yeah. on her. And then finally, he's like, he's like, you don't, he's like, I get it. You play the notes. You can play the notes that is written on the paper. Yeah. That's great. You're playing the notes. You're writing. You're playing the notes exactly as they're written on the paper. But that's not what makes good. That's not how you be a quality violinist. Yeah. That's not what makes you good. Yeah, totally. What makes you good is you take those notes on the paper and you make those notes your own. Yeah. And I think, and then I don't know what happened, but he kept going at her, going at her. And then all of a sudden, like, she got so, like, wound up and, like, was so upset. Yeah. Like, she didn't back down. Like, and I think this is what he was trying to do. She didn't he was back trying down. to upset her, right? He was just trying to, like, get her, like, on some, some emotional plane. Yeah. That when she was playing, the anger and frustration came through her playing. Yeah. And she and like I said, I'm not super nuanced, but I heard it. I heard the like anger or whatever. I just heard. I saw the way she was playing it. It was different. Yeah. I, I couldn't like I I couldn't like be like tell you what that is. Right. Yeah. But a yeah. good a, like that guy knew what it was because he stopped and he went bonkers like that's it. You've done it. You've done it. You've blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. And like gushing over, and like, and then she just kept going, and like, you know, like, you know, yeah. And it was like impressive. And I feel, based on what I saw there, which yeah. were, which were like one of a, a world class. Um, what's that? What's that? What's the people? Is it a composer that does the thing? A conductor. Oh yeah, a conductor. Yeah. A conductor. Thank you. Um, he. I'm trying to find his name here. Oh, I found it. His name is Jonathan. Tilson Thomas was the name of the... <laughs> That's a kind of funny name. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, he, uh, apparently he's like, I don't know, he's the San Francisco Symphony? Yeah. yeah but anyway. so, and? So my point was this, is that when I watched that, and I saw how she was went from rote note playing yeah. to something else while still playing the same notes... Yeah. There was multiple forms of expression that were brought out through her ability and the surroundings. Yeah, and for sure. Po- and my point is that you can, I could hear your point, and I could hear your argument and say, no, just program that in. Oh, well, not so much program. I mean, specifically on the player piano, if you had her play that on the piano, then it would replay it like that, so it would be the same emotion. But that's my point, is that that is not... There is no emotion there. It's her emotion that... It's not him... It's not the piano expressing said emotion. It's just a rote, like, note-for-note play of her emotion. So, yes, it could be that emotion. It's not note-for-note. It's like... 
not having to do with the notes. It has to do with playing the piano. Like the way that it's written is different than how you play it. Correct. Is what you're saying. I it's not the notes. I mean, it's it's how detailed you can, you know, like the notes don't tell you how to play the piano. They just tell you what the music is. That's right. Playing the point, piano is like a whole different thing. And so she's technically doing something, and that's the thing that's making the sound. And her emotions only going into her fingers that make the piano play the sound. And I'm with you. I am with you, and I understand that if we were to take that performance, that last performance, apply it to some sort of thing, and then that computer thing plays it the exact same way she did. Yeah. Like, the exact same experience that I saw was then mimicked over on this side, I would yeah. say, yes, look at that. That's a great emotional thing. But my point is is that the computer is, or whatever, that machine that's playing her version of it, yeah. is never, it's only, it's just doing what it's told. It, yeah. It's not actually transforming anything. It's not taking the page and making it her own. It's just taking what was given to the, her, that, that thing and just doing it over again. Yeah. That's my point, and that's the only subtle difference that I'm saying. I'm not saying that I wouldn't listen to a computer-generated yeah. thing because that piano did sound great, right? So like, the, difference, the difference is that uh, the way the music's written and the way that people describe it, like wine tasting, all the words are super vague and have to do... Like, people understand them mutually because they experience that and they're like, oh, this is what that vague word means but it's still not really like defined. But with this other guy who made the algorithm, the program that could listen to all of the music from other composers and then pick out like details of what they did that were these emotions and the other words of, you know, like how you describe it but it's really vague. And he made a new vocabulary of things to explain all those things technically and so he could like find out what they were doing exactly technically because he was a like a super music person since he was like two years old. So he could hear all those things, and it was annoying to him that all of these professional music people use these vague words that don't really mean anything. And so he, using a more precise vocabulary, he could make the program be able to reproduce in creativity, not even in performance, the same thing as most prof like professional, uh, like super famous conductor, I mean, no, composers. So, so composed original music. But uh, people and, couldn't tell the difference. And, by the way, I think what you're saying, and I, again, I'm not saying that can't be done or it hasn't been done yeah. or that that discredits the marvel and the amazingness of a computer to actually take pieces and historical work, looking through through the history and then applying that knowledge to just essentially create something that's derivative of those things, right? Yeah. That I agree with 100%. I yeah. think that can be done, and I think that can be done pretty much through maybe all art form. Yeah. Right? But where I feel the computer will, well, at least at this point, not, is that there is always something else. There's always something new. There's always something ahead. There's always something ahead. And if we knew what was ahead, we would never, like, I certainly this show would be a lot better. But, like, the... <laughs> The idea is that, like, there's always going to be a movement. Tell the future. <laughs> that's, that's, that would be a popular show. Yeah. And the winning lottery numbers for this week are... <laughs> well, we did try to predict 50 years in the future in season one um, in Fresh Air Parlance 2014. Um, but the... 
the idea is that they can create, like, if they look at all the works of Mozart and then they create a new piece of Mozart, yeah. that, that doesn't mean that the computer's Mozart. No, it doesn't. It just means that the computer was able to look at Mozart's work, analyze Mozart's work, and create a work derivative of the work that Mozart has done. Yeah, and so this guy's point also is that all music is like that, and none of it is original. And this is exactly what... Compo- he said that he could have done the same thing himself and composed something new, and then it would have been more special because it wasn't a computer, but the computer just did it faster. Well, it's a shame on this guy because he should have kept his little computer hidden and just took credit for the computer's work. But... No, but it was, yeah, people were, like, really upset at it because they thought that it was, like, devaluing the whole creative process. I don't think it's devaluing the creative process. What I'm saying is is that however and how wonderful that is, it will never push the art form forward. So because he of- made another one that was, like, the daughter of that one because he retired it. Because you like, I can't remember. It says in the thing, but um, that does make all original work of things completely new, not based on what like you know, like some sort of specific artist. So it does. They, he does that too. And again, I'm gonna say it's gonna do something completely new, but it's always gonna be based off of things that are. And by the way, artwork is layer, right? Yeah, it's that's, layer. that was his point. Is that that is what everyone does, whether they know it or not. Like, when you hear something and you like it, you're going to, like, copy it. That's right. But I, I, like He did the exact same thing, tracing back all of the famous people's art to being exactly like people before them's art. Right, but that's my point, is that sometimes in art, they apply uh, disciplines that may not actually be part of the discipline that we're studying. So, yeah. like, you, you apply painting skills to film. You apply... Yeah, you know, totally. They're all cross... Right, and that and and that's what makes art art, right? So like, art is is it's in some ways it's just like everything else. People like to think that they know what they're talking about, but they don't necessarily know what they're talking about. I don't claim to know what they're talking. I don't know the difference between a realist painting and a surrealist painting. Um, but what I do know is that when I see a painting that really moves me, uh, and which happens like one in every three hundred that yeah. I see, where I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. Right? Um, like, I feel that. I feel as though a computer is capable of potentially making something that will wow me. Yeah. But I never, I personally feel just like that, the way that that composer pushed, or that conductor pushed that player that, yeah. that, that to do something, I just feel like they're, that, that piece, that transition... So basically, you don't care about the product, you only care about the process. That's exactly right. The product is, is always... There's always going to be product. So it doesn't matter if it sucks as long as a person did it. That was this no, other guy's point, is that true. people were just that's prejudiced against the system, against that's, the computer. That's not true. That's not, not true. I disagree. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I am not saying that. There may be... And let me point this out. There's There, in the future, there will probably be very good human work and very bad human work. Yeah. And there may be very good computer work and very bad computer work. Yeah. But I think what happens is that because there's... People will discredit or just push aside human bad work because they're like, well, look, it's a human. They're just doing their thing. You know, yeah. like, they're just figuring it out. Whereas, if, like, the computer does something that's bad, they're like, told you! 
Fucking computers. Know, yeah, totally. Not human. <laughs> of course it's stupid. And then they'll rely on this, like, my argument, which is, like, this touchy-feely, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm not so much... And by the way, I don't think I'm not... Uh, I think this is this is not a sole debate. Because I yeah. think that's ultimately what people will talk about. That is totally, like, yeah. This is not a sole debate... This is a uh, this is like the idea that there is there is motivation, um, not motivation. I'm trying to think of the word. Well, there is motivation, but the impetus and the output of a performance is very in the moment. Yeah. And a, at this point in time. I don't feel as though a computer can evolve in the moment to adapt. But I do think maybe in the future that's possible, so that I'm not going to say, no, that's not possible. Yeah. And I'm not going to totally discount and say, Jeremy, I, disagree, I, I totally that's disagree. That's the point we're debating, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the point we're debating. But my point is, is that it's not, it's, 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 it's not here now, and I, and I don't know. By the way, and... As, as, as one of our listeners had pointed out when we had this debate amongst other people, he said if, if a computer could create art, of, of like true art, yeah. then there's nothing a computer couldn't do. Really? I mean, there's nothing that it couldn't do? Yeah. Because I mean, there's a lot of things it can't do. I mean, look. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because the the complexity of creating art, it's not yeah. just like looking at one thing, looking at another thing, put two things together, and then ba ba boom, you got it. Yeah. It's it's the it's the there's certain cultural things, there's certain um historical context. There's you know like you know like for instance in Cuba when there was like the Cuban Revolution, the artists at that time that got famous were creating. Um, murals and paintings that had to deal with the strife and struggles of dealing with the communist regime. Like, yeah. So, like, that was an experiential expression of, like, their skill and their feelings and putting it onto a mural. So yeah. if a computer could replicate that, because that, that means a, a computer's feeling a struggle. That means a computer's understanding the context of what is happening and, and applying it to the canvas. So, like, if a computer could do that, then, yeah. then we're all doomed because a computer could do everything. <laughs> I mean, it, they, yeah. I don't know why that's dooming. What? Because then we're useless. There's no, because there would be way better. Computers would be way better at everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, yeah, but that doesn't mean they're useless. I mean, we were useless. We would absolutely. We would be like. I mean, the we just wouldn't be as important as we think that we are. <laughs> well, we're, first off, I mean, like a lot of stuff that we keep is useless. No, 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 no. First off, we aren't that important. But I know, but if, like, if your whole thing is, you know, just because computers don't need us because they're smarter, they'd get rid of us. Uh, possible, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's possible, but, I mean, that's doesn't seem like the most likely thing. <laughs> uh, look, I'm just saying that the limits of... When we start to have... Art created by robots. Yeah, humanity. Already, I mean, it's already a thing. 
Yeah, and you know what? Monkeys paint with their feet. That doesn't make it art. Okay? Yeah. That's, that's my point. Is that you, when we start to see these contextual emotions on a canvas or through music or whatever, that yeah. means computers have progressed to the point of being human and and now we have this crisis of this crisis on, on hand because it's not just humanity being you know should feel less important it's like like it should be like oh my god what have we done I don't know I mean I mean it's, it seems like the way that you're explaining it is just setting it up so like you have to be human to do those things never that's not what I'm saying I'm saying if it no, happens like for the struggle and, like, all of, like, you know, having something be circumstantial for, you know, like, expressing a specific thing, like, that totally, like, yeah, a computer program can do that. Like, any sort of data representation is totally that. Like, if you have, like, a, a word cloud or something like that, that's representing, like, some sort of thing at that time, and the computer totally created that from those events. And again, a word cloud is not the same as Guernica. Okay. I mean, you could you could change like, I mean, it could be. It never will be. There's no way a word cloud is going to be like. I mean, the... it's an example of like something, a circumstance where a computer created something completely original based on some sort of experience that it had. But the computer didn't experience that. It I was... mean, that's, yeah, that's the whole thing. That that's the point. Because you're saying that they can't experience because it's not a person. I think the day a robot goes, oh my god, I'm so sad right now, I need to write music, and yeah. then writes a music, writes a piece that essentially equates to his feeling of sadness, yeah. then I will go to you and say, Fresher, you're 100% right. But you, yeah, I mean, they already, that's already done, but then it's how you define the feeling of sadness. I define the feeling of sadness as like the idea that do you know when you're sad? Do you know when you're depressed? Like, do you have the idea in your mind? Yeah. Right? In the computer's mind, they feel that same way. They feel hopeless. So this, is, this is my point with what the other guy was saying, too, is that we use all these words to explain things that we, like, just understand together because we're both people and we understand feelings. But you can sub, you can sub-define that by having more specific terms for them, and then you would be able to do that. But people might not still accept it as being the same, because we don't have, like, a more detailed description of what those things mean. No. And so they're kind of elusive. We do, no, we know what sadness is. It's a chemical thing in our brain. It's like some dopamine level is not as so high as... It's, it's just the chemical thing, then. So then if you had some sort of chemical thing on the side that was hooked to the computer, and it used that as its input, would that be enough for it to have that feeling? I, that's a great theoretical question, and I'd still so say no. Like getting at it is that you need to define what it is more for, pe but people just think that it's like it's just the people that have it, and we can understand that together because we're both people. But when you try to apply that to something else, you need to define it differently. Otherwise, okay. it'll never pass because it's not a person. And here's people will say like, oh, it's not, it's not like what right. I'm feeling. So All right, Here, here's it can't be the same. <laughs> I agree with you. I understand what you're saying. Let's let's here's the thought experiment. We create a computer that has a finite amount of time on this planet, working yeah. time, okay? Let's just say 100 years. Yeah. And there's nothing 
that this computer could do to extend its life, it's going to die after a hundred. On that first day of that hundred year, it shuts off and can never be turned back on. Yeah. Okay. We know as a human when we're going to die, we know this is it. Yeah. We're on our way out. The computer would have to understand that. On, like it has to understand not from the point of like I shut off must shut off at a hundred not like that rote like okay program yeah, shuts off it has story, to that, there was totally a Futurama it's one of my favorite lines in it like of um it's with the Lucy Lubot when uh they're like have like basically the Napster of famous people and you can just download a famous person and make a robot of it and like uh, <laughs> Fry makes a Lucy Lubot and then it like goes rogue or whatever but right before it dies like it <laughs> it goes like Fry I'll never forget you memory deleted <laughs> 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 it's pretty <laughs> I feel like that pretty much sums up the whole thing so yeah the idea is, is like yeah by the way in this case I would actually feel like if it, that robot said, I will never forget you. Yeah. And then sang a song. Yeah. That would be like emotion, but it would have to actually feel the emotion. No, but that's what, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we just that's back to the other point again. But the emotion is like, look, if you can map a human brain, like you were talking yeah. about the worm, where they took the worm and they said yeah. this and that. And we were able to know, by the way, it's a complex thing because not everyone feels emotion the exact same way, like certain yeah. parts of the brain I mean, do. Well, it's pretty like that's how we define them is like the common way that we feel in situations. But yeah, in your brain, it probably happens different. But yeah, so the idea, and this is with anything, humor, smiling, like they're smiling not because it it's like the idea is that it hears a joke, therefore like applause, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's more like it appreciates what it just saw, so therefore applause. Yeah. And I, that's all I'm saying. If but appreciate is that's another thing, too. Uh, no, okay. They see something that they're in awe of. But by the way, a robot will never be in awe of anything because a robot could do pretty much anything, right? You know, I, like, that doesn't mean it wouldn't be in awe of something. I mean, just like it could be in awe of like the complexity of something or something like that, you know? It should be in awe of humans creating it. That's what it should yeah, be in awe I know, of. But, exactly. That's but, another reason why I think that if, like, robots do become, you know, like, basically they don't need us anymore. <clears throat> They're not going to, like, get rid of us. I Look, maybe they'll take care of us. Like, I take care of my dog, you know? Just, like, know. they'll take us up. They'll pick up our poop and, and uh, feed us. But yeah, they, I mean, it, I can't see... I don't know why they wouldn't do that. I'm just going to say this. I do think there's ways to do it, like, without emotion. That you could create things, create works of art, and you could do all of these things right now, and... And it could be, it's sufficient. My yeah. point is, is I, I'm going to say this very clearly. <laughs> the day that a robot creates a work of art, yeah. a real work of art, not just like, oh, it's the, you're just the, you know, whatever. It feels it, it understands it, it has motive, it puts it up wherever, if it takes a picture, writes a piece of music, that will be recognized universally among everyone, because it will be a momentous day. It's not going to be just still like... not that clear, like, the way that you're saying it, because it's the same argument that I'm having, like... I know, you're saying, don't worry about it. We'll like just, how... we'll just, it's just a requirement, Peter. It's just the sadness 
algorithm. I mean, come on. You could just apply the way people feel and then write that code, create those circumstances around that, and then they'll feel sadness. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I'm just saying, okay, when that happens and when you do that and when whoever does that makes that happen, they feel sadness and then create a work of art, I'll be like, you were right, Fresher. Yeah, but it's like you might not accept that that's like good enough in your requirements or whatever because they're kind of vague. That's why yeah, it's, like, it's not very vague. I just, I just, there's, there's no if, like I said, I'm. Not... Oh no! Did you cut out? It looks like parlance cut out. It's probably the computer's getting upset at them for saying they can't do that stuff. <laughs> I'm back. Man, the computers. They're getting pissed at you for uh This is what happens um, when you give them uh, say. This this should be proof of my point right here. You just got kicked out. No, that see that's the thing. <laughs> they, they, all right. By the way, if if Dr. Google like like the the evil computer saw and was pissed off and shut me off, then I'd be like, yeah. And he took that feeling and then wrote a poem, a haiku about it. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, dude, you win. Wrote <laughs> a haiku about it. Yeah, that would be pretty good. But I'm not saying it's not impossible, and I'm not being. I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not a, a, a. What's the what's the word the for comp- when computer and artificial intelligence? I'm not yeah. like an artificial intelligence uh, like expert at any by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just like thinking, and, and so I can't assign very mechanical or like I understand. I do yeah, understand yeah. your perspective, but there's there's obviously better ways to say the way I'm what I'm saying, and I think probably there will be a way to do. There will be a way to program intelligence and emotion. Yeah. I just think that until I see it, and by the way, I'll believe it. I believe a lot of stupid shit. I believe yeah. so much stupid shit. Why would? So um, why not? Like I believe meditation helps me focus, and I'm gonna meditate. But there's like. It's the the method which and the science and the rigor behind that would I'm assuming also be rigor and behind them saying that this thing is experiencing emotion. So I'm going to take that for what it's worth. Sweet. So that is uh, tentatively titled. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. That was not very structured, but yeah, we'll have to like have. Debates or whatever, I guess. I kind of like I'm the not, debate. I, mean, I wouldn't consider myself a master debater, but maybe I can get better at it. <laughs> that could be one of your New Year's resolutions. I think it did fine. You got me. You got me pretty riled up about it. <laughs> but cool. I'm not saying. And I'm, by the way, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's cool. Not, yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. You uh, could be right. You could be right. But I don't know. Yeah. So, if anyone has any opinions or feelings... Exactly. <laughs> We're going to get a bunch of spam, robot spam. Well, I mean, if a robot... Here's the thing. If a robot actually wants to show was upset... Getting pulled back in, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and they tweet at me yeah. and said, how dare you? At this point, it's kind of circular. Yeah, I know. This is my point. <laughs> but yeah, cool. Well, I think it's... Just about time to go. We're a little bit running over here. We're running over. We went way over. I know. Um, 
I don't. Uh, I hope. Uh, do you have anything you want to say in part on our our guests for this year? Um, I think uh, happy Happy New Year's 2015. It's going to be a great year. And uh, if you have, uh, like I said, follow us on Twitter at Fresh and Par. Uh, if you want to follow along, play along with New Year's resolutions, you want to tell us about your New Year's, New Year's resolutions, let us know. If you have an opinion on uh, art and robots, yeah. <laughs> let us know. Tom, Tom, uh, Brew, Tom Brew just uh, a Twitter shout-out. He said, meditation helps me focus. Evidence, hashtag skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> so he's jumping in last minute here. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> well, well, Tom, welcome to the show. See you later. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, I think that's it. This is uh, this is Parlance saying toodaloo. This is Fresher saying later taters.